Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Before we get started today, I need to just pause here at the beginning of our seventh episode to say thank you to our community of listeners. We have listeners in more than 10 countries. That is so crazy. And we've had the chance to talk to some pretty awesome people here in the last six episodes. And I truly can't wait to see what the rest of the year holds for the Healthy Family Project. I sometimes forget to mention, but if you can please, please, please leave us a review or drop a few stars or even tell a friend about the Healthy Family Project, we'd greatly appreciate it. We can create a healthier generation and be the change we need in the world together. And it's definitely back to school time. My girls start next Monday. And in celebration of back to school, we at Produce for Kids are kicking off our fifth annual Power Your Lunchbox Promise. You and your family can head over to PowerYourLunchbox.com and make the promise to eat healthier this year as a family. And in turn, our partners will donate $1 to Feeding America programs that benefit families and children. We have a huge bank of lunchbox inspiration, lots of ideas, recipes. We also have snacks and breakfast ideas on the site, as well as tips on everything back to school related. So get over there. It is your one stop resource to get you back on track for back to school. Um, We also have a teacher section on the site. So be sure to spread the word to your favorite teachers and let them know that they can download free classroom decor, materials, lesson plans, and uh, lots more goodies over there. And they'll also be entered to win some pretty cool prizes. And we got to make sure we're extending that healthy eating message to the classroom. So Um, Please help us spread the word there. And then today, we are chatting again with Brenda Thompson from MealPlanningMagic.com all about meal prepping for lunchboxes. We're going to help, she's going to help us better understand how we as parents can meal prep our way to easy lunchboxes for every week and just feel successful and get rid of some of that stress and anxiety that comes um, with the morning routines and getting everyone out the door. So we chatted with Brenda back in episode one, and she gave us tons of great tips for families looking to start meal planning and prepping. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I definitely suggest going back and and giving episode one a listen. But today we are talking about meal planning and meal prepping for lunchboxes. So let's get right into it with Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Welcome back to the Healthy Family Project. Hi, Amanda. It's great to be back here with you. Wonderful. Well, so so we're really excited to chat with you today about meal prepping and school lunches. But before we jump in, can you give everyone a quick overview of who you are and your website, Meal Planning Magic, and really the inspiration behind it? I know we talked on episode one about meal planning for beginners, but just in case we have listeners today that may not have listened to that episode, can you give them a, a quick overview all about you? Yep, sure, no problem. So I started meal planning on my own and just started teaching myself um, over a decade ago, actually, when my kids were little. They'll both be starting high school this year, so I've come a long ways. But I just started learning different ways to get more organized because at the time life seemed chaotic and um, I knew that getting my meals in order was going to be helpful. So as I learned different things, I started teaching workshops locally and with the request of my friends, just kind of sharing my ideas. And 
at the time, blogging was just starting to become a thing. And um, I have a journalism background, so it seemed like a natural fit to just start to share those ideas and some of my family's favorite recipes online. And here we are. That's wonderful. Well, congratulations. And it's so wonderful to start, you know, something as a resource or, you know, to kind of keep you organized and watch it grow authentically into, you know, what it has become over the years as a resource for all of us out here. Yeah, I had no idea when I started what it would become, but I'm very thankful for where I am today. So, well, great. So we definitely learned a lot from you in episode one, which was meal planning for beginners. But now that it's back to school craziness, you know, my kids um, are heading back next Monday, which is just the summer blew by. But so we know that meal planning is important. But what about meal planning for lunchboxes? Because I think sometimes that's maybe overlooked and we find ourselves in the kitchen, you know, trying to get the kids out the door, dealing with, you know, someone doesn't want to brush their hair and someone lost their homework. And, and so I think that meal planning for lunch boxes is equally important as, you know, planning out your, your dinner meals. So let's kick off with an easy question. I'm sure an easy question for you. What are your top three tips when it comes to meal prepping for lunch boxes? Um, yep. Well, f- of course, the first one would be to plan it out, like you kind of mentioned. Um, so when you're planning your dinners, you want to include lunches at the same time and um, so that you can add those items to your grocery list. Or um, I like to include my family as well, asking them what they're in the mood for this week or maybe something that they've been wanting that they've been missing for a while. So I add all those items to the list and occasionally they want to try a new recipe or I want to. So um we add that to the list and we've just started using a, a new planning app that makes it a lot easier to add items on the go. So my kids can actually add grocery list items to the list. <laughs> makes it super easy. Um, and then my second tip would be to do a little bit of the prep work at the beginning of the week. So that might include washing and chopping and slicing fruits and vegetables and then storing them in smaller containers so that they're easier to add to the lunch boxes. Um, each day when you're getting everything prepped and things like portioning out dips into smaller containers um, or even making pasta salads or other things that hold up well like soups um, that can be portioned out throughout the week help smooth along the process for meal planning for lunches and then lastly I would say to pack the pack your lunch the night before Um, this is really key for us my kids are not really morning people so it's (laughs) So it's all we can do to get the basics done, like breakfast and getting dressed and packing up backpacks and that kind of thing. So um, we pack our lunches the night before when we're cleaning up from dinner so that the kitchen gets cleaned up all at one time and we're ready for the rest of the evening to finish up homework and wind down, that kind of thing. So just taking those extra five or ten minutes at the end of the evening to prep lunch the night before is such a sanity saver in our house. So. I can imagine. Well, those are those are really great tips. And I'm just really surprised that teenagers aren't morning people, to tell you the truth, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> or, or adults, you know. I feel like it, it never ends. So, well, those are awesome tips. And I know in our house, I often get the question from my husband, why are, you know, you can do that in the morning. You can pack the lunches in the morning. And, and I think I can, but 
it's going to make for a not a great start to the day. So um, those are all really good tips. And I feel like, too, like you said, when you wash and chop and slice those fruits and veggies, it's easy easier for me to get my younger daughter to help put things into the lunchbox because they're kind of already portioned out. So I just say, okay, go pack your lunch and there's not too much involved. She can grab her ranch dip. She can grab her, you know, carrots or whatever it might be. So that is definitely really helpful. Um, and to do it the night before, always, always a plus. So for sure. Yep. And we like our sleep. So you know, if you take an extra 10 minutes at night, then you get to sleep an extra 10 minutes in the morning. Yes, that's <laughs> for sure. Okay, so let's talk about, we're talking about the night before, but what about prepping at the start of the week? So um, what meals or lunchbox inspiration have you found that are best for prepping at the start of the week? So in my house, there's always a concern that food will get soggy or dried out. My older daughter is the queen of I didn't eat it because it was soggy. And the younger one says it was old, which really means dried out. So um, I'm not really sending old food <laughs> right. with them. So what are your tips on, on keeping those um, those meals fresh? Well, we do, like you mentioned earlier, we do keep uh, most of the items separated in the refrigerator until the night before. And we use the lunch kits that have little separate containers. So um, that helps. Or sometimes it's just a a mixture of what we might have on hand as far as containers. So, um, so things aren't sitting together, um, getting squished together or mm -hmm. whatever moisture transferring. Um, so just that separation really helps, um, for one thing. Um, and then my, my high schooler, well, I guess they're both in high school now. My daughter, she packs her own lunches now cause she'll do like what you said, um, is just grab little bits of everything in the, and then put it all together so that all she has to do is grab, you know, a few containers and plop it right into her lunch bag and she's good to go. So, right. That's a good tip. Keeping those, those items kind of separate from each other. I know we do, my older daughter, she likes to take salads, but sometimes the moisture, you know, you, the lettuce or whatever it might be is, is soggy if you even doing it the night before. So I have found um, if I put up just a piece of paper towel at the top, yes. like at the top of the container, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it keeps yep. it a hundred times. Like there's no soggy lettuce. For sure. And like, even if my daughter wants to bring like a, a tortilla or bread or something to separate it, she'll might put it all in the same container, but maybe she puts it in a baggie so that it's there. And then she just assembles it pretty much when she's at school. So yes, kind of, Yeah. I just like kind of think of it like an assembly line, except for it's a portable assembly line. <laughs> I was going to say that we have, there's a recipe, a recipe in our lunchbox, um, recipes on produceforkids.com. And we have, it's like a lunchbox stackers. So everything's unassembled and kind of just in those containers. And then once they get to school, they can kind of build their own, which mm -hmm. you know, I feel like they like it. the kids just, they like to build their own stuff anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, another age-old question, and we get this all the time on Produce for Kids social media outlets. Parents are really concerned with how do you keep hot foods hot and cold foods cold? So what tips or tricks do you have for keeping food at the right temperature? I know there's there's oftentimes, you know, safety concerns, too, as far as how long things can sit out and, and everything along that line. 
Yeah, that's for sure. The safety is a big concern. And I get those questions a lot too. Um, so a lot of kids, you know, don't have access to a refrigerator or microwave at school. So it is super important to keep things at the right temperature so that we don't get sick. But the technology has come a long way as far as the insulated containers. And so things will stay hot for several hours or cold for even more hours, it seems like. So that's a big help by using an insulated um, container or insulated lunch bag. Um, and also for extra measure, I go ahead and add ice pack or frozen water bottle to help things help keep things extra cold, especially in our hot Texas heat here. Um, and so foods like meat, cheese, dairy, um, cut fruits and veggies, those need to stay cold, but you don't really have to worry about things like um, whole fruits or crackers, breads, uh, juice boxes, that kind of thing. So, and then for hot foods, um, you'll definitely want to use some sort of thermos or insulated um, container to keep food warm. And one of the best tips that I actually have gotten and I've utilized myself is to prep the thermos before adding the hot food by pour, uh, pouring boiling water into the thermos. And I usually let it sit there for a minute or two while I'm actually heating up the other item. And then I pour it out and um, add the heated food and then seal it up. And my kids say it really does help keep the foods warm until lunchtime. So it's, it's a big, big help for sure. That's a great tip on the, the hot because I have a wonderful thermos and my, my older daughter, she loves to take soups with her, but she still says by the time she has lunch, you know, at 12, 1230, that it may not be the temperature that she would like that it's, it's not cold, but it's, you know, not the hot soup yeah. that she's looking for. So I'm going to have to try that. That's a really great tip. Yes, it, it really works. I did not start doing that until probably a couple of years ago when I got the tip myself. And it really, really helps. So. Awesome. Well, and I, I have to mention, we we just posted out, um, we did a roundup of lunchbox accessories that, you know, some of these thermoses and bento boxes that can help ease parents' minds on, you know, keep making sure things are at the right temperature. So in the show notes, I will definitely link up to to some of those in case any of you listeners out there are wondering, you know, where to go. Cause I know that's sometimes just a challenge to figure out what, what products will do the trick. Yes. But I will say if, you know, throughout the year, of course you can always shop online, but um, just buying throughout the year, um, the camping section has yeah. a lot of, the, yep. That's what I've discovered. So if you need to replace something throughout the year, check the camping section. Yes. Um, that, that's a really great tip because I'm telling you, it's like when those back to school months go over the stores and everybody's like, all right, we're done. <laughs> you got all your stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> got to wait till next year before we start promoting it again. So um, good tip. So check out the camping section if you if you pass up that back to school craziness. So, yes. well, awesome. So let's shift gears just a bit. Um I know there are a lot of schools who have gone nut free and don't allow students to bring nuts or nut butter in their lunches. Do you have any advice on how parents can, you know, adhere to these policies and have those substitutions? Well, I will say that um, in our elementary school, they, the whole school really worked to educate students, parents and teachers to be aware of nut allergies. And they discourage students from sharing foods. So I think that really helps everyone in the loop understand why there's restrictions and how to kind of just help everyone 
follow those rules. Um, but that said, there are a lot of great substitutes to avoid nuts. Of course, fresh fruits and vegetables are always uh, a safe bet. They're nut free, I guess. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, but we also like to make wraps with lunch meats or um, with a spread and adding some vegetables or soups, like we've mentioned before, other leftovers are really easy to take in a lunchbox as well. So if you just stop and kind of think about it, it's pretty easy to come up with a lot of alternatives that don't include nuts or nut butters. It is. I think we're just, and I know I was raised in a PB and J world. Yeah. So I think just mentally it's hard to, and, and in our family, we're fortunate we don't have nut allergies, but you know, several of our close friends do our, um, vice president here at produce for kids, Trish, she has nut allergies. And so, you know, it's just, it's out there and we just have to be cognizant of it. So all good stuff. And I, I believe I just, I feel like we just had something on our blog and I will include in the show notes, as I always say, I will pull all the links, um, so that if you are looking for substitutes for nuts, um, you know, for the peanut butter and things like that, then we'll include a link up so you can kind of take a look at those. Um, all right. So let's see. Both of my girls are at the age where they want to be involved in packing their lunchbox. They're really just at the age where they want to have a say in everything, really. But um, so sometimes it can lead to a bit of a mess. I know I mentioned that we portion things out, which for my younger daughter will make it a little easier. Um but do you have tips for parents looking to get their kids involved in the packing process? So, you know, maybe that's the meal prepping on a Sunday, helping to portion things out. What steps can they take? And what are your thoughts? I know you have two older ones, but what are your thoughts on different tasks that kids can do at different ages? My biggest tip, um, just like any kind of meal planning or packing, is to just get started and do it. So like I mentioned earlier, we make our lunches as we're cleaning up for dinner. So a little bit of extra mess is not going to make that big of a difference. But even if you're prepping, um, you know, at the beginning of the week, you can make a mess and <clears throat> excuse me, I need to start over, I guess. Oh, no. Because of my voice. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Um, so my biggest tip is just to get started, just like um, with meal planning, um, including your kids and packing their lunches, just get it started and see where it goes. So you'll be happier in the end. And so like I mentioned earlier, we make our lunches as we're cleaning up from dinner. So a little bit of extra mess is not going to make that big of a difference. But even if you're prepping the ingredients at the beginning of the week, um, just getting everything out and um, getting it all chopped up or washed up um, is one time. And so the way I like to look at it is that I'm doing it on that one day and I'm not doing it the rest of the week. So it's one, you know, several less, fewer messes, I guess I should say. Um, And so, yeah, even though my kids are in high school now, they started when they were very young um, helping to make their lunches. And so now they can do it all on their own. They pretty much asked me to buy the groceries. So it definitely pays off. <laughs> so, um, and younger kids, there's a lot of things that they can do. They can help spread ingredients on bread or um, tortillas to assemble ingredients or assemble sandwiches or wraps. Um, they can also help wash the fruits and vegetables and cut up easier fruits like melons um, or softer fruits for the um, really younger children. Um, you know, I always took the time to teach my kids about 
knife safety. So as they've grown, they've gotten, you know, kind of upgraded on what they can do. So um, it does take time, but it really, like I said, has paid off in the end. And then older kids, they like to get creative um, with adding different things to say salads or even finding recipes on their own that they want to try. So um, the other thing is, is that when they get to choose their containers or lunch boxes, it makes them a little bit more excited about packing their lunch. So they might want to be more involved in the process. So there's a lot of ways to include kids in packing lunches. That's great because I think a lot of times we were we were just having the conversation over here at our in our office about, you know, kids have anxiety about back to school, but so do parents. And I think that, you know, while many of us working parents, we don't have the summer off, but at the same time, we kind of have off from, you know, maybe packing lunches a week here or there, you know, there's camps, but still. So I think that there's a lot of pressure on parents when they're packing lunches to make sure, you know, they're getting the right foods in there. So having the kids help out I think takes the pressure off and it also gives, you know, gives them that responsibility and ownership to, um, to put that together. We did at the end of last year, I started doing, cause the girls, they have their lunch, but then they have a snack cause one has a later lunch, one has an earlier lunch. So, um, they did a trail mix. I did a little assembly line of on a Sunday and I said, all right, make up your trail mix five five bags of trail mix for the week so then your lunches or or your snacks are taken care of and they were really excited they wanted to do it the next week they wanted to know where the setup was because they could you know make their own combo and and have that and that took care of our snacks for the whole week it's magical yeah it allows them to be a little creative too and it it also helps with portion control so they can kind of decide oh I want a little bit more of this but I don't want so much of that but if you provide the you know, the ingredients that are approved by you, and then they can choose from that, then it's really kind of a win-win for everybody. It really is. It was, I I was surprised. I thought this is going to be a hurdle, having them, you know, get involved in this. And I was pleasantly surprised that both of them, even my middle schooler was like, yes, I'm I'm all about this, making my own choices. (laughs) So, yes. Well, great. This has been a great conversation today. All great advice. Um, Thank you for coming back on to the Healthy Family Project and sharing all of your meal planning wisdom, especially as it relates to lunchboxes, um, because we're in that zone. And I know that you'll have a lot more to share in the world of meal planning um, in upcoming episodes. So we look we look forward to that. So you'll be back. You're in this. Um, <laughs> so bef- before we jump off, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and connect with you? Of course, you can find me on my website at mealplanningmagic.com or on pretty much all social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thank you so much, Brenda, and good luck with all your your back-to-school fun. (laughs) Thanks. Same to you. Thanks for listening in today. I have a lot of links to share and all of those will be in the show notes and I have everything from links to the ultimate lunchbox packing guide to simple safety tips for the lunchbox and also those nut-free alternatives that we mentioned. We also have several video links uh, that will take you to easy make-ahead lunchbox ideas to help get you started. 
please be sure to head over to PowerYourLunchbox.com to make the promise and check out everything we have going on over there for back to school. Power Your Lunchbox is part of what we do here at Produce for Kids and is a really important initiative for us as we help families start the year on the right foot. And as an added incentive to check out Power Your Lunchbox, Ninja has so kindly given us a Ninja blender system that we'll be able to give away to one lucky family who makes the promise. Um, So head over there to be entered for that. And then as usual, you can check out new content on our social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram, as well as YouTube. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are so, so grateful for you all. And we are all in this together. So let's create a healthy Healthier generation together. Questions and comments and episode ideas can be posted on healthyfamilyprojectpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.